Latest Wilco version that uh, I love. Uh, great song. Anyway, live version of uh, Spider's Kid Smoke, which is uh, really phenomenal song. You gotta check that out. But this is the Lurie Law Podcast, and uh, welcome back to the to the game. And it's funny, I, I was talking uh, with Ari just a little while ago about music in particular. I love that particular song, and but it really makes me jump to the main point, and it's about elevation. What does that mean? How does it apply to all of us in law and in love and in business and everything else? Uh, it really comes down to the point of why are we here in the first place? Are we here so they can we watch we can watch uh, Beyonce twirl around? Um, yes. <laughs> so we can watch the Kim Kardashians of the world doing a reality TV show so that we can uh, read People Magazine, Us Magazine, to see who's marrying who, who's sleeping with who, uh, who's gay, who's, who's uh, got fake boobs. Is, is that what we're here for? Depends who's gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no. The answer okay. is no. No, 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 it's not. No. Yeah. And yet it, it motivates so many people. It's the first thing that they do. It's the easiest thing they do. It's the equivalent of if you have choices to, of, about what to eat, Right, you you have choices. You can you can eat right now a fantastic vegetable stir fry with tofu, whatever you want that, that that floats your boat in that department. But you know it's really healthy, and you can make it tasty too. Or you can eat uh, popcorn, um, and that uh, that's okay if you want to eat popcorn. But remember, you're just going to be eating popcorn. Popcorn's vegetarian. It sure is. Right. Uh, you can also eat candy, which is also. I was saying more like a uh, you know Jack in the Box hamburger made out of horse meat or something. Right. You know, in, in yeah, England. but think about think about it. If you if you had, uh, I mean, this is intuitive to to most people that if you ate popcorn all day long, your body would continue to eat the popcorn. Perhaps you'd get sick of it at some point, but you would know it's not advancing your health. You're not getting satiated. Why is that? Because you're not getting nutrients that are required. Popcorn, no matter how much you eat, will never give you all the nutrients that you have, that you need, um, that you can get from vegetables and beans and fruits and uh, pastas and things like that, brown rice. Those things are what satiate you. The reason why we use the word satiate is because it, it actually feeds the needs that we have uh, to, to move forward in our days. If you don't get it, um, you won't be satiated. You'll, you'll feel depressed. You'll feel down, and, and worse yet, you'll probably just end up eating more in, a, in the hopes that somehow that will satiate you. It won't. Same thing is true with our daily lives. We, we have choices all the time about what to read, what to focus on in magazines, for example. It is easier to look at all those picture magazines, such as, um, such as People Magazine, Us Magazine, all those, uh, all those magazines that just appeal to the very basest of things. And when you're done with them, what do you have? Nothing. And uh, you have not only nothing, but you have a feeling of nothingness, emptiness. Everything about it is wrong. Everything, uh, and, 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 you don't, and then you wonder why you're not happy. Why you, you, you can't close the, the, the magazine that you've just read 
and say to yourself, I feel like I'm a better person now, or I'm a more informed person now. The, the most you can say is I have some gossip and maybe I'll talk to my friend Sally about that or John. It's, uh, it's not meaningful. And it's a sad life, frankly. It's more difficult to pull up a meaningful novel or a meaningful nonfiction thing, something that, where you can learn something that will activate your brain. It is slightly more difficult, but it is infinitely more rewarding. Just like it's very easy to pick up, um, you know, one of my favorite candies, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter candy, right? I love that. It's very easy. It's nicely packaged. <laughs> you just grab it, put it in your mouth, and you're done. But it, it only satisfies for the moment. Whereas if you make that, you know, vegetable stir fry that I just talked about, or whatever it is, you, you, you can have something similar to that. You will not only enjoy the process of cooking it, but it is much better for you at the end of the day. And you, it's one of those meals where you say to yourself, I really feel good. I feel, wow. I mean, I, I feel more energized now. And I, I, I feel that we are living in a society where there is very little elevation. People just are not interested in, uh, they don't use that word even. They don't think about what can I do to elevate myself. Well, there's today. the opposite. They, not only are they not elevating, yeah. they're, they're dropping their standards. Uh, yeah, as quickly as they can. Uh, yeah, they, there was a brilliant episode of South Park a mm -hmm. few weeks ago, actually a few months ago in October, called the Lo Raising the Bar. Mm -hmm. The premise was that James Cameron was going to go into one of those deep subs and find the bar and bring it back up. <laughs> and, and, you know, the whole thing was like, and this is the, where the bar was when Bill Clinton had did that thing with that intern. And here is where that bar was when Honey Boo Boo went on the air. We, can't, we still can't find it. We right. have to find the bar. If we don't raise the bar, we're going to lose everything. And there's, yeah. there's an active element of humanity that's trying to lower the bar, right. you know, make the bizarre normal. Make right. the normal uh, so mundane it doesn't exist. Yeah. They, they think that they're doing great um, great work for society somehow. You hear this a lot from Hollywood, by the way, where they, yeah, they, they talk about how uh, such and such uh, writer or director or producer is really pushing the envelope. And what does pushing the envelope mean? It usually means that they're allowed to swear a lot more. That's what it means. Like when Saturday Night, uh, Saturday Night Live uh, so bravely used the word penis – uh, in one of their skits, and they said it over and over again, as if somehow this was a magical moment. So, but they, it, it was a historical moment. That, that's what passes for historical moments these days, that somebody can say the word penis on, on the air. Right. It, it's not man landed on the moon. No. We have a great new innovation for cancer. Uh, this person performed a Wagnerian opera in a, right. in a brilliant new way. No, it's uh, Stephen Bochco somehow used his leverage to show Dennis Franz rear end on national TV during right. prime time. Yeah, uh, and he thinks uh, he's doing a great service. Right, or uh, Justin Timberlake rips off of an item of uh, Janet Jackson's clothing and we see a nipple ring. Whoa, right. how great is that? Yeah, yeah. this, this is what they think uh, is, is somehow pushing an envelope. Yeah, they use and, the word challenging, yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They yeah. use really great uh, metaphors, uh, sorry, adjectives too to pat themselves on the back in the process. And, and, and folks, it ain't nothing. It's very easy to wiggle your butt, to swear, um, to spit. Uh, it's very easy to have bad breath. It's very easy to smell. It's, uh, not for you. It's not. Oh, well, thank you. That's very too kind. <laughs> it's very, it's very easy to descend. It's yeah. hard to climb. And, uh, just however, if, if you're a hiker, you know what I'm talking about. You, you, go up to that top of that mountain and it's a hard climb.
But by golly, you see it and you see this beautiful valley and the beautiful scenery. It's worth it. You, you get all those endorphins, you know, in you and you appreciate the nature. And it's, it's not just a postcard. It's because how you got there, that means something to you. And that itself is a metaphor to everything that we do. You know, we have choices. We have choices. Everything that we do to, uh, from reading to watching movies to watching TV uh, to the books that we read and, of course, the music that we listen to. Um, everything we do is a choice. And ask yourself whether you're elevating yourself in the process. Um, same thing with ra raising kids, by the way. You can either just decide to have fun, uh, which is fun. I mean, I, you, you want to do that. Obviously, I, wanna, I like taking my it's kids. It's better than abusing them. But, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, but I took my kids ice skating the other day. That's fun. It's really fun. But it's also, at the same time, it was a learning experience. I wanted them to Well, it's push. elevating because they have to do something new and learn how to That's right. do something they don't have to do every day in order to have fun at this thing. That's right. They learn about following. Yeah, you talk about chess a lot. You know, yeah. It's like you can't have fun at chess if you don't learn how chess works. Right. If you don't think it through a little. Yeah. Right. Let's just move things around. No, that, yeah. that's not chess. That's, yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, and the kids will resent you for not uh, not pushing their the, the frontiers for them. And so, yes, we had fun. But at the same time, I used that as an opportunity to elevate them, to say, okay, you can do it. You can do it. And then when they do it, and I, I tell them, well, isn't that great? You thought you couldn't do it, but you did it. And the smiles on their face are worth everything. The sense of accomplishment that they have, they're elevating themselves. In their own level, they are elevating themselves. Um you know what else is mm -hmm. interesting when you talk about uh, elevating yeah. within the arts and uh, someone shows a nipple on TV and they think, oh, that's so groundbreaking. What an insult that is to artists and people who created cultural things of relevance right. that really were groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, for instance, take the movie uh, A Clockwork Orange. Right. Very violent, very horrific in a lot of ways, yeah. but a real brilliant look at a potential future that we're now at. Right. And yes, that was groundbreaking for some of the smut and violence imagery within it, but it was a movie for adults. It was a movie about right. a possible future that would happen if you continued into a, la a direction of cultural rot and government solutions for all problems. That's right. It was, it was, it was supposed to show – it was a uh, cautionary tale, so to speak, and it was a movie about free will, of course. Uh, and I love that movie, and I love the book even more. Um, and it makes you think. Uh, this is what happens when you take away free will and uh, you have rotten people like this. Yeah, but and Kubrick didn't just show a naked body no. or a violent image for the sake of nakedness or violence. Right. He was making an artistic point about some very large issues. He was right, and it was spot and, on. Right. Spot on about and, that. But, but you know, to say that uh, Timberlake and Jan Jackson at that Super Bowl did the same thing when they did something that required absolutely no effort, no thought, right. no creativity. Right. Uh, it's the same level of, um, you know, and, and we don't have to descend into this, um, but I always thought, found it fascinating. Like, here we have one man who has no experience in, in the, the Senate, virtually no experience in the Senate, no experience in work, no experience in, in just about anything, and now he's president of the United States. And he was running against, twice, two people who were far more accomplished in every way, one McCain being... Oh, war know, hero. War hero. And, and not only that, but he'd gave, given so much in service uh, to the Senate uh, in the past as well and, uh, and otherwise in business. And, of course, Romney had given not necessarily in the military, but in terms of business and the things that he accomplished that way. He's an accomplished man. Yeah, and charity and but charity, being he, a he's a great role human model, being. Great role model. But the, the, the people who are fantastic role models are no longer role models. Uh, you're, you're a better person if you somehow are someone who advocates 
who pits races against each other and talks only about fairness and talks about um, how everyone is wronging everyone else, that, then suddenly you're a good guy. It's, it's a weird phenomenon that's happening. Look, it's, it's, it's a culture of deconstruction when it should be a culture of construction. Oh, I, you know, I think deconstruction is a good word for mm-hmm. it, but it's more uh, a uh, culture of carpet bombing. Yeah. Deconstruction is like applies to modern cuisine. We're going to deconstruct an olive into a sphere of liquid. Right. It'll be a new, uh, you know, culinary experience. But this is turning the structures of society into rubble. Right. I mean, this is are. far worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's that, that old... Uh, Saying about the frog and the skillet, you've heard this one? Uh, well, there are a lot of frog ones. There's the scorpion, the skillet, the frying pan, the, the water. The, 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 well, <laughs> the frog in the, in, the, in the frying pan, if you like. Yeah. That's the one where... Well, you turn up the heat slowly on the slowly. frog and it doesn't leap out, but if you fry it right away, it's... Yeah, then it yeah. understands the change. Yeah, but the incrementalism is what kills it. And that's what we're dealing with right now, slowly yeah. but surely. You know, I'm looking out the window of my office right now toward uh, Brentwood and Santa Monica and toward the ocean. It looks more or less the same as it did last year and the year before that. Uh, and I suppose if you were look 10 years ago, it still wouldn't have been that much different. Maybe a couple little different buildings on the, on the, on the uh, skyline. But at the end of the day, a lot of things are changing. You know, you can't see them. You can't see the moral decay in that picture. You can see... Just the, the structural, um, the structure standing. That's it. Would you agree, though, that the, the older and more aware of it, these things you get, mm-hmm. that you feel them, though? Because yeah. I've been feeling them, especially the last five to ten years. Yeah. I mean, it's been visceral. And I think part of it is the maturing process of becoming a more well-rounded person who's sensitive right. to more things. But the other thing is that the pace of the moral decay is definitely accelerating yeah. exponentially. You know, it's people weird. are not treating each other the same way. Yeah. The, the boundaries within civil society between human interactions are far different now. It's a weird thing that's going on. Yeah. Um, the other day, I, I may have mentioned this in another podcast, but I, I had a um, – uh, I, I belonged to uh, the executive club in, in, the, in Equinox, in the, one of the sports clubs. It's a great place. I like, I like being there. And it has its own code to get in. And um, it's got some perks, and among those perks are fruits in the uh, in the area, coffee, things like that. And every time, from time to time, somebody from the regular area tries to sneak in to get in the fruit, right? And normally speaking, we'll confront those people. You know, either I will or somebody else will, or usually there's some sort of security guy there if he's there. And they'll stop him and say, hey, look, buddy, you, you know, give back that fruit. And what's your name? And then you report him one way or the other. Well, I don't know, about three months ago, in walks this guy. He's tall. He's black. And he just goes in. He knows he's in the wrong place. Uh, I know that he's not a, a member of this play, of, of the executive club. And he goes in. He grabs two oranges, two apples, and uh, something else. He basically steals the whole just fruit steals, basket. Yeah, he's basically stealing the whole fruit basket. And then he goes in, you know, somewhat nonchalantly, and then he moves along. And I'm thinking to myself... I'm going to, uh, you know, my, my gut instinct is to say, excuse me, sir, you know, you, I don't think that you belong in this, this executive club. But what did I do? You coward because of the rules. I wasn't coward. Correct. I, I did nothing. It wasn't about, but I just saw the future. I said, right. oh, okay, here's a confrontation. A white Jewish guy, to, and, and the black guy will then say, oh, you're doing it because I'm black. 
Yeah, you profile it. And then I have to then I have to explain to him, to his satisfaction, you understand, that I do this equally among every I don't give a crap. You're just a thief. That's why. I stop all thieves. You're I'm an equal opportunity <laughs> uh, stopper of thieves. But but you see how this would play out, and that's gonna be yes. national news, and Al Sharpton's gonna support him. This is but but it's so obvious, right? I mean, when, you even said it was a political correctness situation. Right. This is what we descended to. And, you know, 10 years ago, the decision to confront him would be a little easier. Now it's it's clear. Don't, you know what? They're just apples and oranges, literally. And uh, leave it be. Yeah. But enough people say that. And then we have a descending of culture. And sooner or later, it's not just apples and oranges. Then it's, um, you know, uh, checks and money orders. Then right. it's bars of gold. Then it's national security secrets. Right. Well, look, look what happened in you the know? 92 riots. There was a sense of entitlement. Um, a lot of people were forgiven for what they had done. Um, Re- Reginald Denny, I think he was the white trucker. Who, who received was, the brick to the face yeah. from uh, Damien Football Williams. That's right. And uh, only one of, I think, the Damien Football Williams got one minor charge against him. Three years, I think, in prison. He should, for, be, he should have been yeah. there for life. Uh, yeah. I okay. mean, by the grace of God, Denny yeah. wasn't killed. Yeah. An amazing scenario. And there were other, by the way, um, co-conspirators, not conspirators, but co-violent people on that day. And they were just all like, oh, and by contrast, anybody who was white, well, you know, that's when they grab them. If you do anything wrong as a white person. Right. But there were never any righteously level charges of racism at Damien Williams. No, no not at all. None. No. Okay. It's it's a weird phenomenon. And, and, uh, and we're... We're goading ourselves to do that. The liberals are goading themselves to do this. Yeah, uh, and and they they like it. They like to to focus on race, 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 race. And we conservatives are scratching our heads, like, what the f does that matter? What all all that matters is what your values are. I couldn't give a crap what well, you're... what your values are and what you do and what you do, not what you think, not what right. you say, right. not who you are, what you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you're talking about elevating. I, yeah. I had this thought, and I want to run this by you. The LAPD hmm. in the in the aftermath of the '92. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Chris Dorner situation here in LA, and he's clearly a policeman who should have never been on the force. And a few years before that, maybe ten years ago, we had the situation with Rafael Perez. Remember the Rampart? I do scandal where this guy, who was a member of the Bloods street gang, was hired on the LAPD. Involved in a scandal, got caught, cut a plea deal in which he fingered a whole bunch of honest cops, who many of whom then went to jail on his false, you know, uh, accusations to get a better uh, deal for himself as far as going to prison. Point is, speaking of elevation and degradation, all of these things happened to the LAPD and the city of Los Angeles in the wake of the riots, including the whole concept of community policing and the whole concept of the kinder and gentler police force, which led to these hiring practices in which people like Dorner or Rafael Perez were hired because of their ethnic minority backgrounds. Right. And many, many good cops with, or many, many highly qualified candidates because they were white are again, turned down. Are yeah. turned down. Mm-hmm. And what do we have now is a police force riddled with gang members, criminals, the incompetent. In Dorner's case, they're just plain crazy. Would right. you say this is another example of yeah, sure. what we're talking about? Sure. If, if uh, I mean, I, I, Dennis Prager said it once, when you, when you, Kind to the cruel, you will be cruel to the kind. And 
that's what happens when you blur distinctions like that. When you start saying, well, it doesn't matter this and doesn't matter that, then, then it becomes a big mess at the end of the day. Then you're surprised all of a sudden that you've got a, a very corrupt police department, or at the very least, as you said, incompetent police department or government, um, and, and then it starts descending. It, you know, we're on a down, downward spiral, which is very dangerous. To me, it's very clear. I think it's to you, it's very clear. And then we have to ask ourselves, what do we do about it, right? And this is where I kind of want to leave it. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we have to act personally in our own lives uh, to elevate, elevate, elevate. I talk to people a lot. Uh, I am interested only in elevating things. I, I, if you start talking to me about uh, who slept who, with whom uh, and who's on this TV show and uh, isn't that, you know, what, what was that? Uh, bunny, is that honey bear? Honey boo boo. Honey boo boo. Okay, yeah. So honey boo boo apparently is big. I haven't watched it once. I, I think I, it, it assaulted my eyes only once by mistake when I was slipping through channels. And uh, we I, now know what to put on when we interrogate right. you. <laughs> that's right. That, that, that would destroy me. It would totally destroy me. Oh, God. Now we'll you know the secret. We'll out. get the answers from you. We'll get that's your right. PIN code. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, you know, I think people are willing to listen to elevating talk. They, I, and elevating could be anything, right? It could be about what's going to happen with Iran. What's going to, you know, who's going to be running in 2016 uh, on the Republican side? What is the future of conservatism? Um, you know, these big issues, uh, you know, is God going to be a factor in politics at any time in the, in the next 20 years, or is it going to be completely out? Um, is abortion going to be more or less criminalized? Uh, these are big issues, and these are worth talking about. Um, and then there are other kind of social issues, how to parent. I think that's a big deal. You know, that's a big deal for me. Uh, what drugs mean, um, what it means to be a good person, how, you know. How do you elevate yourself, by the way? It did, you know, how, and there are techniques to do that. And I always thought, okay, I'm just engaging in carbon monoxide or dioxide, carbon dioxide spewing from my mouth. At the end of the day, you know, I do have people writing back to me and saying, you know, you were very influential to me. And it's worth it. Um, you will never be an influential person by simply talking about Honey Boo Boo or Kim Kardashian or Tom Cruise and is he really gay or not gay and Scientology and everything else. Who gives a crap? No one's going to be impressed by your your ability to spew back information that you get from Us magazine. Nobody. What they will be impressed with at the end of the day is your analysis and your questions about life itself. Anyway, I ask people to focus on that. I think it's much more rewarding. It's much more, as we say, elevating. Thank you, everyone. This has been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, elevate away. Have a great day. Have a good night.